Hello, you are listening to the Fairy Pod Mothers. I'm Stephanie, and I'm joined by my fabulous, fearless co-hosts, Amber and Rachel. Are we all enjoying our extra hour of daylight yet? Is that the reason I'm dragging? Maybe. <laughs> Rachel, is that the I... reason we're getting Trenta coffees? Yes, and, but I have to say I, I love it. It just takes a little bit of time to kick in, and there is an act in Congress right now to get it passed permanently, which I'm strongly in favor of. I am too. Let's quit this back and forth stuff and just stick yeah. with the one that the more sunlight. <laughs> Let's all be more like Arizona. Yeah. Yeah. I could do without the week of my kids being confused about their sleep schedule and my body being confused. So yeah, I'm all for it. And the animals. Oh yeah. My, my animal cats... is not that um, advanced. Oh, my cats, <laughs> beg. they start begging for treats at about nine 30. And so they're, they're really confused. Mm. What's happening. All right. So anyway, um, this week we thought we'd just do a quick news review show just to keep you updated on all things Disney and travel. So we're going to start off with some news from the Walt Disney World Resorts and Parks. Um, this this one is uh, hot off the presses. The Spirit of Aloha show will not be coming back. It is going to be replaced with um, DVC Villas. So this is a show that debuted with the opening of the Polynesian Resort in 1971, and it ran until 2020 when it was closed due to COVID. Today, they announced that the space is going to be used for a new building housing DVC villas in a multi-story building that will, quote unquote, pay homage to the spirit of Aloha show. Um, I've seen pictures of the building. It doesn't look like the Polynesian, but I will withhold any judgments until it's standing I guess I won't I don't think it looks like it fits at all <laughs> <laughs> and I think it's a money grab I'm super annoyed with it I don't think that they need to add more hotels right now when the parks are as overcrowded as they are I don't and what bothers me is that it said that you know many of our guests want the the resort experience on the monorail okay how many of your guests are DVC yeah. Um, why are you, you know, put, put a moderate resort on the monorail. Hmm. Just, I, I don't know. Yeah. I'm just looking at it now. I hadn't seen it before, but I'm just kind of bummed that um, they're not doing this show anymore because mm-hmm. I was waiting till my kids were a little bit older. Um, my husband, when he was a little boy, um, went with his parents and the story they tell is that he fell asleep at that show so I was like well maybe we'll wait till the kids are a little bit older so they don't fall asleep at it like like their dad did but I guess I snoozed on that one for too long yeah we had no we hadn't been yet either I know and I think the shows are some of the best parts about Disney so it's kind of a bummer to replace it with a hotel agree all right moving on to the next thing um Better news, I guess, face covering restrictions have been lifted on the Skyliner and at the new Star Wars Hotel. The face covering um, regulations are still in place for monorails and buses, which that does make sense to me because you are in a small space with other people. Um, But you can take them off on the Skyliner now, which makes sense because you do have that like air streaming through on the Skyliner. It's kind of like you're indoors, but you're also in the fresh air. 
Um, and then the hotel is following in step with all of the other places on Disney property right now. Um, face coverings are optional for um, vaccinated guests. It is on the honor policy, but um, face coverings are optional for vaccinated guests. So you can choose whether or not to wear them or not. Well, and I think the monorail and buses maybe kept them too because federal transportation laws require them on certain transportation. I don't know if it would cover a gondola. You know, like I'm pretty sure it would cover the monorail and the bus, but probably not the gondola. Yeah. I've only ever ridden in the gondola with someone that wasn't part of my party once. Like we never have. But I've ridden it. It's only been once. I have a time or two. Hmm. And I think that I would personally, you know, if they did at this time put us in with another family on the Skyliner, I would keep mine on out of respect. Um, but even prior to this, if it was just our family on the Skyliner, we took it off. <laughs> Same here. <laughs> so. All right, I'm a rule follower, so I'm going to have to <laughs> disclose. <laughs> Oh no, they're gonna they're gonna trespass us now. <laughs> face masks. Um, so the Flower and Garden Festival has returned to Epcot. It started on March second and will run through July fourth. Um, this is one of the most beautiful times to be in Epcot. Um, they have their you know traditional. Uh, topiaries all throughout Epcot. I have not really done any looking to see what's new. Oh, the, wait, I take that back. They have um, an entire new Encanto section with uh, different butterflies and topiaries of the characters. There's mm. live entertainment. Of course, there's food. Um, so it's just, it's a really fun festival. I'm going to confess that I've been looking at airline tickets. <laughs> <laughs> because I really want to get down there just for a day or two and check it out. I love that festival so much. Yeah. And the food booths too. That's what it's all about. Yeah. We'll have to share some of the uh, pictures from the Encanto garden. Um, just cause they're, they're different. They're Colombian inspired flowers. So they probably have some of the flowers that, uh, Isabella talks about in her song. <laughs> mm. Do you know which pavilion that's at? I am. It is between Morocco and France. Okay. Near hmm. the La Isla Fresca food booth. Okay. Oh, and you can also get arepas at the uh, at that booth. I don't know if they're going to heal you like Julieta does, but <coughs> we can arepas always are good anytime. All right, so keeping on going with that, the Festival of Fantasy Parade is back. So we've got like all kinds of things that are coming back. Festival of Fantasy Parade is coming back to Magic Kingdom. The times will be noon and 3 p.m. daily. So if you want to annoy your favorite cast members, just ask them what time the three o'clock parade is. I promise they've never heard anyone joke about that before. You will definitely be the first one. At this point, I can only assume that people who ask that are those that are familiar with. They're the trying. That, They're trying then, to do it ironically. Yeah. 
<laughs> I don't know. You're, I think you're giving the general public too much. <laughs> <laughs> this is true. Oh my gosh. So speaking of that, I pick up my cruise documents from my emergency contacts house. Somehow they sent my luggage tags to my emergency contact, which is my mom. And I'm reading through it and it says guests must arrive at the port at their arrival time and no later than one hour before 3.45 p.m. Like, why can't we just say 2.45? Who approved wow. this? <laughs> anyway, that was a little bit of a tangent, sorry. <laughs> That's pretty funny. We also have an opening date for the new Guardians ride. The official is summer. Now that's in air quotes here. Um, I think summer in Disney runs through basically the end of September. So, I mean, that could be September 20th and they could still meet that summer goal, but at least we have a date. So we can start looking forward to the Guardians of the Galaxy ride. Um, I guess the leaked date that the press has gotten a hold of is that it's supposed to be Memorial Day weekend. We'll see if they are correct. Um, who it was? It was one of the uh, ride designers who leaked that. So mm -hmm. it he was in an interview talking about it. Mm -hmm. Um, so I think they have now just let it be known that that's going to be the uh, official time frame. I, and I assume that they don't want to be too official with that because it could get pushed back. Um, mm -hmm. But that's when they're planning to release it. So I would assume that there's going to be some cast member previews coming up and then soft opening for um, pass holders and DVC. Vloggers, bloggers, mm. media types. Man, that has been just the subject of controversy lately with uh, the Star Wars Hotel about who gets invited and who doesn't. Yep. I saw people talking about it on TikTok. Yep. Disney Twitter was all a buzz about it. I were they a Twitter? They, they, <laughs> they really were a flutter. <laughs> we we need that uh that drum shot. But I'm ching. Thank you. <laughs> hey, I forgot something. Can I add one more thing? Of course. Mm -hmm. This is something I saw today, and I was got I got excited about it. Um, the tumble monkeys are returning yes! to the yes! festival of the Lion King. I, I forgot about that. I saw that and I'm excited. It's for the summer. So that's the best part of that show. My, is this just me? That's my favorite part. It I is the I'm, best part. I'm more excited about tumble monkeys than I am guardians. <laughs> no, I'm excited about guardians. It's a, it, it's a, it's like a whole new ride vehicle. So I am excited about that, but it's animal kingdom. It's, it's the lion King show. It just, it feels like things are finally maybe kind of sort of going back to something like normal. Yeah. Yeah. I'm afraid to say that though, because then tomorrow they'll announce a new variant. Nope. Don't say it. Shut <laughs> your mouth, sister friend. Sorry, 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 sorry. We don't talk about that, Stephanie. <laughs> Is it like Bruno? <laughs> yeah. There was some conversation on the agency page today about just like, what is the point of park reservations if we saw a picture today of the people lined up to watch the parade and they were stacked like 10 deep um, to see the parade. And so, but I know that the park reservations are filling up because if we look at the calendar, we see some days are turning gray and yellow. So 
I don't know. I don't, I just wonder what that threshold is and that's Disney math. But if it's looking like that, I don't know, like, do we even need park reservations? I personally think, think that it has to do with analytics and just tracking people. I mean, not in a, not in a creepy way, just like an informational way. I think that's why they're doing it. Yeah. I don't know that it's really to like pare the crowds down, honestly. <clears throat> okay. On a, on a more fun note, <laughs> here are some universal tidbits that you might find interesting. Poseidon's Fury has reopened in Islands of Adventure. It has been closed since last August and been undergoing a refurbishment that included painting to the outside theming and um, show building, I guess, fancying up the show itself. And the good news is it's reopening just in time for spring break. So that'll give people one more thing to do when they visit Universal. Is that a water ride? It's not, it's like a Greek gods kind of show. It's like a walkthrough mm. interactive show. Mm-hmm. Not maybe not interactive, but it's got like live actors. Yeah. Mm. I haven't ever done it. I don't I feel like I shouldn't say that, but have either of you done it? I have. Mm-hmm. It was um <clears throat> interesting. <laughs> okay. Um it <laughs> I feel stupid saying this for something that's like a mythology, but it, it felt dated. Mm. Um like <laughs> Okay, so do you remember in the um, Little Mermaid show at Hollywood Studios how like the green lasers kind of felt like? Can we yeah. up- update this? Yeah, that's what Poseidon's Fury felt like to me. Mm. Well, maybe this update will bring it into the century that we're in or the it decade that we're in. <laughs> does have a room that is so cool? You're walking through a tunnel and there's water shooting around the tunnel and I assume it's just using some sort of I don't know if it's centrifugal or centripetal I can't ever remember which is which but you're walking through a tunnel of water so that that effect was really cool and almost worth it Mm. but there's there's no seats you're standing the whole time you have to like move from room to room so I'll be curious to see what changes they've made Mm. all right next trip we'll check it out um, then the other one also from universal, there is a new quiet room now available for neurodivergent guests. It's at universal studios park and it's located in the family and health services area or building. And this room is available to guests on a first come first serve basis. And families are asked to limit their time to 30 minutes to allow more guests to be able to use the space. There's also like, um, a a nursing area in this space and also, um, first aid. So it's kind of a combination of spaces and rooms, but I think this is a really neat addition to universal. I saw something like that at SeaWorld too. And I was impressed by that. I think that's something that Disney could take a note on. Yeah. Getting out of the crowd, having a space of your own for a bit of time. I think that could Mm -hmm. be really cool. All right, that's it for Universal. All right, so my next one has to do with Disney Cruise Line and there are changes to the youth areas, the kids clubs. The first thing was really exciting for Stephanie and I, since we have cruises coming up, reservations are no longer required for the kids club. So you can take your kids anytime and drop them off and not feel you know, like you're limited to the hour and a half or two and a half hour window that you were previously allowed. Stephanie, were you excited about this one? Okay. 
I am not going to lie. I was um, scrolling through my phone where we sometimes most often scroll through our phones and I like shouted for joy because we had a power <laughs> reservation that I could not get um, uh, the club reservations Window. for the kids. I was like, I don't want to cancel this just in case this happens, but I don't know. Are they really going to turn us away? Like spending extra money on the ship. Um, plus the other thing is, you know, it's a vacation for the whole family. I don't want them to spend all of their time in the kids club, but they also don't want to just lay by the pool all day long. Like, like we might want to do, they don't mm -hmm. necessarily want to go to some of the shows that we want to go to. And so it is nice for them to be able to just come and go. I'm mm -hmm. not, I, I'm excited about, I'll let you cover the next bullet point. Cause I don't know if I'm as, as excited about this one. Well, it's, sure. it's their vacation too. And you want them to enjoy, they might enjoy being in the kids club just as much as we enjoy laying by the adult pool. Yes. So this allows everyone to have the kind of vacation they want, kids and adults. And so much more flexible, just, you don't have to be so stressed about making every timing perfect. Right. Right. Okay. And so then the next one is for vaccinated children over the age of five, masks are now optional and families with children under the age of five who are not yet eligible to be vaccinated are still being asked not to leave the ship at any point ports. Um, of call unless it's an official Disney port adventure or castaway key. Thoughts on this one? Uh, I don't know how I feel about the masks. I mean, masks are optional at my kid's school, but when my kid's teacher sends pictures from her kindergarten class, masks have been optional since the beginning of the year. Um, I just... I guess they, they do keep the kids separated by age group because you're going to have three and four-year-olds in there who aren't yet vaccinated. How are you going to keep them masked when all the other kids aren't? Um, so I hope that they are doing a really good job of keeping the age groups separated. I didn't um, think they separated the age groups. Am I wrong? I don't, I don't know. I mean, my kids have been like mixed up with other kids when they go. Hmm. I, so I just, I hope that they are um, like that, that they have some way to delineate, you know, a four-year-old unvaccinated kid from a five-year-old vaccinated kid, which one has to wear the mask. It might've just been easier to keep masks on all the kids until they could all be unmasked, you know? Yeah. I'm kind of in the weeds on this and here's my train of thought. Like, of course, everybody tests negative right before they get on the ship, but whenever you go to a port of call, you're mixing it up with other people on the different adventures that you're doing or the beaches that you're going to, or the, you know, whatever submarine ride that you're taking at the beach, whatever thing you've chosen to do. And then you're going to get back on the ship. It's not a, per it's, there's no way to make it like a perfect right. system. If they and I think that th that's kind of why I included this point that they are still, um, because I get, I mean, I joined the Facebook group, um, which if, if you're listening and you do have a cruise coming up, a good way to have a lot of your questions answered. Um, seasoned cruisers 
are generally the ones who start these Facebook groups for your specific sailing. And it's a great place to start getting to know people who might have kids around your kids' ages. It's a great place to ask questions. But one of them said that she keeps getting this email about how her family is not allowed to leave the ship unless it's with a specific unless it's with the Disney port adventure, they're not allowed to do outside excursions. Mm -hmm. And I, even as a travel agent, I wasn't aware of this, um, but it is because she has children under the age of five who cannot be vaccinated yet. And so Disney wants them only staying with the people on the cruise ship, which is why Castaway Key is completely, you know, open and because it's only going to be the people that you're on the ship with. Um, Right. They're they're making it like a bubble, like a protective bubble. So you are protected with the people that you're on the ship with. Like you said, everyone's been, um, had negative tests. Everyone over five has been vaccinated. But when you are in these other ports, you are in a different country. So it's not like you're going to Florida or it's not like you're in your hometown, you know, going to Kroger, going to Target you are in a different country and it that works both ways. You don't want to unintentionally spread something to people who live in that country who you might, you know, pass by, be in the same vicinity with, and you don't want um, to bring anything back on this ship. So I think they're just trying to keep that bubble, that protective bubble. Castaway Key is included in the bubble because it's only ship people who are there. And when you're on your port adventure, you are only with other people on DCL. So I totally understand there. Right. And I just think that if I were, if I did have a child who was three or four and couldn't be vaccinated, I wouldn't go. I wouldn't go on a cruise right now because I'm allowed and my children are allowed to get off the ship at Tortola or Nassau or, um, you know, St. Thomas. And we're allowed to go do whatever we want because we're vaccinated. So we might bring something back onto the ship and other vaccinated guests are not going to get it, but that child might. Mm -hmm. Even though they're not allowed to do anything outside of the port adventures, the rest of the ship is. And I I think it's just such a big risk. And people have different levels of comfort too. Like true. I'm, I'm especially with the new variant that doesn't really doesn't really hurt kids that much like I'm I'm just as comfortable with that as I am the flu or a cold so and I know everyone's like at a different place with that yeah, yeah. I think the biggest thing is just and this is you know what we're trying to do inform you about what's going on if it works for you and making your choices appropriately yeah, yeah. um so just we're kind of staying on a Disney cruise line for a little bit. Um, so there was a reservation systems upgrade. Um, the system was down for two days in early March and there were several issues that occurred as a result, once it came back up and these, these issues have left both clients and agents on hold for like an entire work day. Um, people are now like, trying to win prize for longest hold time (laughs) we had one of our agents who her entire phone call was seven hours like from hold to ending her call was almost seven hours um so some of the issues that have come up include their travel insurance that they bought and paid for was no longer showing as valid 
Some people have lost uh, reservations, including dining and port adventures, and some have lost their entire reservation period. They no longer have a stateroom listed. Um, that one is easily remedied because DCL is still operating at a lower capacity. So in general, the same room type that you were in is available. And if not, I believe they are upgrading people um, if they can't get them into that same room type. But um, if you do have an upcoming cruise planned and you have not checked your navigator, um, if you booked on your own, it would be a good idea to check your navigator, make sure everything is still there. If you've booked with a travel agent, these are things that you know we've been aware of and we are looking out for. So if you know if this is something that would affect you, you'll hear from your travel agent. But it's just it's been a disaster. It still hasn't remedied itself. Like no. we knew it was bad last week, right? But like today was when we were having that comment thread about how long the wait was. I yeah. called Friday night because I needed to get through and it was a seven hour wait. I hung up. And then Saturday I called back and it was a nine hour wait and I hung up. So it, luckily I don't have anything urgent. It was just stuff for way in the future, but I'm now I, fix that. <laughs> I will say, um, if it's just a general question that you have, I didn't realize how quickly they respond, but Facebook messenger for the Disney cruise line, you can ask them questions that might, you know, it might be something that you would normally call in for, but they answered, it wasn't an immediate answer. It was a next day answer for me. Um, but that's what a lot, I've seen a lot of people using that because they have a question that doesn't need to be, that isn't anything to do with this upgrade. Um, so that's another avenue to kind of look at, but yeah. It's and been a Stephanie, nightmare. it can be more than just questions. Cause mine was like, wanting to link a room with another person's room, that kind of thing. It was a request for the reservation and they were able to handle it with that messaging system. So oh, that no was kidding. much oh, wow. better than waiting on, on hold forever. Yeah. I just, I, 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 I can't even fathom being on hold for that long. No. Um, so then just some general travel news. Um, the CDC has lifted, um, has lowered some of their travel restrictions for cruises. So at the beginning of the year, when Omicron was still running rampant, cruise travel was at level four, which is very high risk. Um, it was moved to level three, uh, I think back in February. And then kind of quickly, they've moved it down to now moderate, a level two. Um, so it's becoming safer. They are still, of course, recommending that you be fully vaccinated um, before getting on a ship. Um, and I, I think Disney is doing a great job with all of the um, precautions that they're taking. I've certainly not heard of any like massive outbreaks on a Disney ship like we've been hearing with the others. Uh, the CDC also added several countries in the Caribbean that are now safer to travel to. These include Cuba, Jamaica, St. Kitts and Nevis, St. Vincent and the Grenadines, St. Martin, the British Virgin Islands, the Bahamas, Dominican Republic and Turks and Caicos. These have been downgraded from a level four to a level three. So they are still high risk um, and they recommend that you are fully vaccinated before traveling to these countries. So two of these places <laughs> are actually where our ship is going to next week. Mm -hmm. Just in time. Good timing. Uh -huh. 
I I don't know that we're going to get off the ship. We don't have anything planned. You better get off the ship. We are for Castaway Key, of course. I know, but what are the Um, other two? I'm going to talk you into that. St. Thomas and um, Tortola. Yes, you have to get off the ship. As long as they're not tender ports, maybe. As long as we can like walk (sighs) off and walk around and I don't have to get onto a small boat. (laughs) These places have some of the most amazing beaches. You need to go. But yes. are they public Thomas beaches was- that we can just go to, or do I have to like make a reservation? Because <laughs> I'm cheap. Um, mm. I don't like paying to go to a beach. I didn't do a beach at St. Thomas, but I took some kind of like sky lift up to mm-hmm. the top of a mountain, and the views up there are amazing. We might do that. I was talking to a couple of people in the Facebook group today about that. Cause you don't really like that. You can just walk up to. Yeah. We'll see. I'm sorry, Rachel. I did not mean to scandalize you so much. I'll um, plan it. Send me your places and I'll deal with it. <laughs> we just, we like have, although I guess with lower capacity, we just like, you know, being on the ship when there's not as many people there. Right. Right. I so, that. you know, it's kind of nice to have that those days when most people are off the ship but I have a quote on my classroom wall it says the world is a book and those who do not travel read only a page and you are literally going to the <laughs> island well, I've been to St. Thomas page, before Stephanie read the book read the page you're a reader Stephanie Get I was gonna say I'm, out. you're really getting to the avid reader in me <laughs> <laughs> You didn't know this was going to be a gang up session, did you? I did not. I did <laughs> not realize that by not getting off the ship. I just, you oh man. Always I, ride, you can always ride a water slide. I mean. That's true. That's true. Okay. <laughs> All right. You've convinced me. I, but also like with my husband's job, he has security clearance. We got to make sure that he's allowed to. And um, me working in healthcare, I have to verify that I'm okay to all right that's come back and see my <laughs> no more you're done <laughs> all right um so any other news tidbits we want to add for today I think we covered them that was a lot um all right so from last week's trivia Amber did you want to take this one yeah so last week's trivia was a universal question and it was what natural disaster did the palm trees in Seuss Landing survive? And the hint we gave you was they are bent and curved, making a more whimsical effect. So those trees that you see in Seuss Landing are all survivors of Hurricane Andrew. And so they brought them to Seuss Landing, I think painted them, I don't know. Are they different colors? I have no idea, but they are there and you can go see them. That's really neat. Um, So for this week, we're going to do a fun fact. Um, So the barcode on Toy Story Midway Mania is not random. When you are in the queue for the attraction, pay special attention to the big board game and the barcode on the box. The numbers for the barcode represent December 15th, 2006. Uh, This is significant because this is the date that the plans for Toy Story Midway Mania were announced to the public. I love that ride. I do too. Mm-hmm. I love all the details about it. All the little my, things. My only complaint for that ride is when I had a baby and I wanted to do rider swap. Um, we had 
our one kid who was older and the baby and they were like oh we don't do rider swap on this one because you can take a baby on it and I'm like okay how are you gonna hold I think she was like three months at the time she, she was a be a baby baby how are you gonna hold a newborn on that jerky ride and you wouldn't be able to play the games or anything because you've been holding the baby so it is you can't, very jerky you can't beat your family members if you're holding a baby with one arm <laughs> Exactly. That's, really That's the whole point. Yeah. When I was there in December, somebody was getting on it with their service dog. <laughs> it's like this poor dog did not ask for that. <laughs> I'm surprised the service dog can ride that. I would be afraid they'd get flung out of it. Yeah. I, from what I could tell, he laid down as soon as the guy, it, it seems like he's been on it before. <laughs> and he laid down as soon as the guy like got, got him on the vehicle. So super interesting experienced i like it <laughs> all right well in closing thank you for listening to the fairy pod mothers we are happy to be your one-stop shop for talk and tips for disney universal and beyond please join us on facebook and instagram to keep the conversation going amber rachel and stephanie are travel professionals with main street and more travel a no fee disney earmarked agency please reach out to us on facebook for a free quote Please rate, review, and tell your friends, and we'll see you real soon. Bye, y'all. Bye.